Hello, everyone, and welcome to, to uh, this week's episode of the Lifting the Veil podcast with myself, Adrienne Lopez, the Integrative Awareness Coach, and my special guest today. I'm so excited to have Kavena Charlotte here with me. We're going to be having some healing conversations about everything psychic and spiritual and what's happening in the world right now from this perspective and how it's uh, supporting and growing our consciousness on the planet at this time. But before we get started, I just want to give a really brief bio of Kavena. She is the creator and founder of the Intuitive Path Academy, which is a Portland-based psychic school that she created since, uh, I guess, 2013 now. <laughs> and she is a gifted psychic healer and spiritual teacher who has helped thousands of students in Portland and around the U.S. to manage their intuitive abilities, their psychic breakthroughs, and to create a life that they are in love with. So, Kavana, thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy that you could thank join you me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, Kavana has been played an awesome role in my life. She's been one of my mentors and teachers as I've come into my psychic skills and abilities. But for those of you that um, may have questions about it or may not know what this is. I just um, had some questions for Kavena to help uh, maybe lay the groundwork. So yeah. uh, I'm just going to say some phrases and then I'm going to ask you just to riff on them, you know, whatever comes up for you. So um, is it true that everyone has psychic gifts and abilities? Um, everybody has psychic abilities. I mean, people, you know, when people use the word gift, it's usually like some surprise <laughs> thing that's been bestowed upon them. And I don't look at it that way. Um, I think we all have, we all have the, I, I call it sort of energetic anatomy. We all have chakras and aura, you know, we all have different, you know, an aura and we all have the energetic components within our energetic field to become psychic. Now, some people have a predilection towards certain abilities more than others. And then some are kind of born with that already switched on. And for whatever reason, it didn't get switched off. Most kids are pretty psychic. It's just, it gets um, pounded out of them by the school system or parents. Or, yeah. But yeah, it gets turned off when people say that they're, you know, they're not seeing reality. When the kids really are seeing reality, they're just seeing a different, they're seeing a more broad spectrum of existence. But if the kid is like, oh, look, mom, grandma's here, and grandma's been dead for three years, the mom's like, oh, honey, I know you miss her very much. Let's give you some ice cream. The kid would be like, oh, I guess I'm not seeing grandma. When the kid's totally seeing grandma. Oh. Yeah. So um, eventually, most people sort of shut it off and then eventually if they're interested in turning that on, which there's so many benefits to that. Uh, but then they, they come to somebody like me who helps them understand how to tr usually move through a fear and start kind of switching that stuff on and cleaning that stuff off. And it's, uh, I like to have it be a slow kind of paced process because if you just blasted yeah. somebody open it would probably be pretty overwhelming for them so it's you want them to handle everything that that comes up when they start lifting the veil as, as <laughs> <Yeah. before. laughs> 
it um it takes practice too and ability to build faith and trust in in the skill as well oh yeah that's the biggest part i mean i usually get people to start seeing within a a couple months but trusting what they're seeing is a whole nother deal and that's why yeah that's why the the clairvoyant program is, is so long because i want people to trust in it because sometimes you see things that's why it's so powerful is you can see beyond whatever they're trying to tell you reality is and you can go oh i i'm seeing this or i'm seeing this on a different level or with a different understanding and then as you do that um a lot of times it's in sync with what's going on in the world but sometimes it's not in sync and you can trust whatever it is you have more of a ability to trust what it is you're seeing and not that you always want to be an outlier it's not that that's no fun but just anything yeah. for your own personal things, you know, like say you're dating and you're like, oh, he's saying he's so wonderful and he's so great. That's so <laughs> and then you read That's it right. and you're like, oh, I'm reading that he's a liar. <laughs> you might not want to believe that, right? You might be like, oh, but he says all these nice things. I don't want to read that. But, you know, maybe you just, you know, you start watching from a different thing and then notice the person's story changes a couple times and you're like, oh, maybe that reading has... You know, it allows you to get out of things much faster or pivot or understand yeah, with a lot more nuance. Yeah, and like a level of neutrality. So where you're not so attached to the outcome, you're just oh, like reading, absolutely. reading yeah. energy for what it is without. Yeah, so I uh, something that really stood out about what you just shared was. Um, <clears throat> sorry, my throat. <laughs> All of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah, so um, this idea, you know, I mean, for me, and I'm sure probably a lot of others, that the word psychic has so much um, attached, things attached to it. I like to de- demythologize the word psychic and it's like um this you know we have our five physical senses but we also have our five psychic senses so to speak or six (laughs) um so i like the way that you say this like this inner energetic um anatomy yeah that that's really like part of our humanity but it's not seen acknowledged or given much um weight out in the world because people can't you know there was a time where people could see this stuff more clearly that's why a lot of the mystics that's why people you know draw so many saints and mystics with with halos and stuff because people were more connected to that they were more connected to the natural world so they could see energy more um someday maybe that will change and maybe people will be able to start seeing all that stuff with more clarity um there's been times i've noticed that people start i have people showing up for readings that they're seeing more and then they shut it down or you know whatever happens and it it ebbs and flows um but yeah that is a part of all of us a lot of it is about choice whether we want right now it's about choice and whether we want to step into that because it's like your eyes you know if you start seeing stuff you know you can well, you, even with our regular eyes, we can choose to focus on whatever we're going to choose to focus on. It's sort of like that story of like when you buy a certain car and it's a certain color, you never see it until you buy it and then you see it everywhere. So what we focus on kind of 
expands and we start noticing that. So same thing with psychic ability. If we are more interested in turning on a certain, you know, there's clear audience, there's, you know, there's where you can hear, you can speak telepathically without using your vocal cords. There's clear, clairvoyance where you can see energy. There's, there's all the clairs, right? And so with all of those, it's super exciting to open them up, but also with that comes, that's why we teach things like neutrality and we teach all of this spiritual stuff and a lot of energetic tools to manage your space. It's a huge thing to get neutral and understanding and we you call it seniority where you're like, this is my body. This is my energy field. You can't mess with my energy field. I have a right to this. And you learn karma and agreements, all this stuff. So you can handle all of that. So it's, it's not like, it's just like, woohoo, this is fun. I mean, it is, it's super exciting. <laughs> But yes. with that, it's super, it's also comes this amazing healing component because as you start handling all that, then you, um, then you, you know, to, to handle all those things that you're seeing, you have to learn these really nifty ways of managing the world. Um, and then to the first part of your thing, like, why is that word psychic? So, um, so the reason it is, um, it's got a bad rap is, um, there was a, group of people that ran around Europe for many, many years that used psychic ability to take advantage of all of the people within the different towns and countries. And, you know, so they got a very bad rap. And and so they would, they, they're still around. They're, they're here today. And I, they're usually, you know, so, so there are people out there that I'm not going to say they're not psychic. They're just not ethical. And so, so they haven't taken those psychic abilities and realized the, the, the spiritual component of karma. And that if they do bad to each other, you know, or if they use those abilities in a way that's going to take advantage of other people or to make a lot of money, or there's nothing wrong with making money. But if you yeah. You know, if you, you know, there's games, you know, like, oh, you're coming to me. Oh, no, you've got a horrible spirit on you. It's going to take $1,500. Let me get rid of it. But I need to go get the tools. And, oh, no, now we need another reading. And, you know, ethical psych- psychics are like, oh, this is, you're talking to me for an hour. I'll do what I can during the hour. Oh, sometimes you need more than an hour. Sometimes people are mess, but they're not, they're not playing these kind of games. Um, yeah. And so, so that's where the the name, that's where the the ability. Yeah, I would say it was that, and then frightened. Um, you know, when you can see beyond the propaganda, or when you can see what's really going on, there's also a propaganda movement against those people that has happened in various religions or churches or governments. Yeah. You know, like. Royalty of the time is just like, oh, watch out for, wait, you know, somebody's like, the emperor has no clothes. Can't you see he's naked and he's really naked? And there happened to be a psychic. (laughs) They're like, look at reality. And the person's like, oh, no, he's saying I have no clothes. That's a horrible psychic. Psychics are terrible, you know, and then they can. So those two things, I would say, have have kind of given it a bad rap because it's powerful and it's cool. And also there are some people misusing it. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned over the past three years is, you know, um, (laughs) spirituality, like, you know, having those tools and ethics don't necessarily match. And for me, you know, I guess part of the programming in the church is if I'm a a priest or a man of God or a woman of God, then my ethics 
ethics automatically match. And um, we see that's not the case. No, it's not the case. I mean, see, the thing is, when people are, there's a, a group of people, I would say 15% of humanity, that is, you know, narcissistic or sociopathic. They're power hungry and yeah. they enjoy kind of lording over or having power over other people. And there's lots of different ways to kind of have power. So yeah. those people are going to be drawn to anything that can give them that or to organization and both or to organizations in which they can have power. Now, what better organization than the church or, you know, some <laughs> spiritual guru or some place in which they're, they're clouded in this mystery where everybody's going to automatically assume that they have some ethical whatever, right? Or yeah. teachers. There's a lot of yeah. teachers now that are being really unethical. So any yeah. doctors, it doesn't matter. There's lots of different professions, which people are going to, you know, that's what we're in. We're in this time of kind of breaking down of all of those illusions, right? Yeah, so um, yeah, those people can, can use whatever profession they're in to kind of lure, you know, to, to try to get power over other people. And, um, and, and, and then they'll kind of have their side gig, whether it's priests or if it's psychics, or, which is not, you know, if they're a nefarious person, they're going to use, so it doesn't mean the profession itself is bad. It's just, there's people yeah. utilizing the best points of the, the ideal aspect of that profession, abusing it, promoting that and then abusing it. But you'll find those people in any, anywhere, anywhere in anything. Yeah, you sure will. And the thing is, it's like, you know, it's, um, one aspect of this work that was super important to me is, um, you know, there's this one aspect of giving over your somatic knowing or like somatic uh, experience to an authority outside of you um, as a way of showing faith or um, loyalty and how distorted that is. But that's the foundation of um, a lot of our society right now, I think. Um, so when you say giving, giving up authority over your inner self, like, give me an example yeah. of what you're talking about. So I know how to, yeah. So, um, like bypassing your own, um, inner experience in order to submit to an outside authority who knows better. Um, oh, yeah, the, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we have fact checkers. We have, yeah. we have the media, we have, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a way to control society and it's yeah. an effective way to control society. And a lot of people just got burned pretty badly by that. It's, it's really, you know, it's dangerous. That's very dangerous. And that's a big part of what I teach is that we call that seniority where you're kind of connecting. I mean, seniority in a lot of ways is just having your space so you know what you're really thinking. We still want to be connecting to God and all of that. But yeah, then you can kind of run like, oh, wait, is this a person's trying to have authority over me? What is that all about? And you can see it more quickly because there's so many ways to have authority over another person. So many ways that somebody can, can do so, that. It's so confusing for people because, you know, I was just talking to a friend today um, who was, uh, you know, a little amped out and stressed about, I think, uh, Dor Doreen Virtue. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Is that her name? Yep. She had all of those, all of those tarot and oracle cards and she, you know, channeled and now she's like, 
you know, rejected it all and said, you know, it's the devil, <laughs> it's demons, it's sin. And now she's like totally committed her life to Jesus Christ. And nothing's the matter with that. You know, uh, I'm not against Jesus Christ. I have a great relationship with JC, but um, it's just so fascinating how this gets so distorted and um, fear. She's interesting. I mean, that was an interesting thing, right? Because, I mean, that goes to that idea of seniority. So a lot of people use tarot or astrology or uh, some of these kind of outward, there's a way to use it so that you're still connected to the to God or the divine, but there's also a way to use it where people, you'll see people doing this all the time, where they're like, well, the card said this, or this time said that, so I can't do, I can't make my decision. They're get, they're they're running their life based on these outside um, kind of things coming in. They're being programmed, and spirits mm -hmm. can come in, and it can kind of affect that. So that's one part of that. Another part is that when people rise to a certain level of attention, a lot yeah. of those entities can come in and influence them. So I don't know what was specifically happening with Doreen Virtue, yeah. but there yeah. very well could have been, you know, is she, I, we'd have to do a whole reading, like what was her karma, have, what was going on? Because she easily could have ha had some influencing stuff coming in and she could have gotten the feeling like, oh, maybe even though I'm telling these people connect to God or blah, 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 they're not doing it. And so she felt yeah. like she was having a negative influence on a lot of people maybe she was even though she yeah. talked about angels her gig was angels right but some people think they're talking to angels and they're not they're just talking to some sneaky spirit that's like yeah i'm an angel <laughs> drink some beer let's party so what i'm hearing you say it's important to um you know if you're going to do this work if you're going to tread this path you need to have the tools and the um, foundation in order to know what's true and what's not true. Discernment. It's super yeah. powerful, especially, especially, um, I mean, discernment is key for this time period. Discernment, especially if you want to say you're a spiritual, if you want, if you present yourself as any kind of spiritual, anything, spiritual guide, spiritual teacher, spiritual, yeah. whatever. Um, having discernment is huge, 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 huge. Um, yeah. It's very helpful. But I don't even if because you're going to things are going to get loaded up in a in, in a denser way as soon as you as soon. That's why with my students, I'm like, don't be a professional until after you graduate. It's not like I'm trying to I'm just trying to get them <laughs> safe and grown up and have their tools <laughs> under their belt so that when, you know, if that once that environment becomes a little pressurized, which it can. Um, not yeah. always, but if it can, then um, then they have the, the wherewithal to handle it, you know, whereas if they don't have that discernment or that seniority yet, then they can't, then it's harder and they get overwhelmed and tired or sad or scared or, and that can happen anyway. But if they don't have that foundation, then it's easier to just give up. Whereas if yeah. you do have that foundation, it can be the most amazing, incredible, rewarding, exciting, thrilling experience you can imagine like you know I, I can't imagine doing anything else except writing <laughs> i can't imagine that <laughs> but, but but there's a lot of sometimes i have a friend i'll be like this is going on i'll be like what else would you do i'm like oh there's nothing like it i've talked to my yeah. teacher she's like there's nothing like it you 
do a day of readings and one person is, you know, besieged by, you know, some crazy entity and then the next person has an event that happened when they were three years old and the next person has, is upset with their boyfriend and then, then it's such a varied, complex thing that you're dealing with that yeah. I just, it's exciting. It's, it's exciting. I mean, I, you know, sorry that people are having bad experiences, but yeah. From my from you know from my experience, it's not the same thing every single day. You know, so you have to use a lot of different talents and figure to figure out how to help people. And so it's really that part's exciting because you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, you have to be super resourceful and inventive and creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Same um, thing with being yeah. a teacher. Yeah. How <laughs> do I get through to this person? And <laughs> yeah, it is an art, you know. Um, so the thing is, is um, I, you know, in my practice, sometimes I think, well, gosh, I already did that clearing. I already did that healing. It should be done. I don't want to do it anymore. And so, <laughs> so I think it's like brushing your teeth, you know, you get to do it every day, even though you did it yesterday, you still have to brush your teeth. You don't yeah. have to. It creates better then have, Yeah, then you have bad breath. Um, so it's up to you. It's still up to you. You know, do you want cavities and bad breath or <laughs> do you want to brush your teeth? Yeah. So I would say there's two parts to that. So there's that sort of energetic um, kind of maintenance, right? Where you're cleaning stuff off and kind of keeping your head space well. And, and you can utilize, I mean, just in our little language, you can utilize all those energy tools in order to kind of manage whatever's happening in the world, right? So you can keep your keep yourself kind of on an equilibrium. Um, so, oh shoot, I just lost what was the first part of what you said. Darn it. You we were just it. talking about hygiene and doing a daily practice. Oh, and, oh, oh, I know what it was. The other thing was going to be. The other thing about doing the same thing again and again and again is sometimes we have different layers of energy that sometimes. events, right? So <laughs> I like to think of people like onions. We're all like onions. The work never ends. So yeah. you can say you have deep abandonment issues and you're like, I already did my karma and agreements with so-and-so. Why am I still upset with them? Well, yeah. that's a deep issue. And, yeah. and so, so when you do certain, certain topics are really loaded for certain people. And so they have to, they're going to just kind of keep doing the work. It's like sanding something down until finally it's not as big of a deal anymore, but yeah. it's not, yep. You're just kind of getting getting it, moving it, moving it, boom to it. And as long as you're moving that out, it feels like it's huge. Like it's yeah. never going to end until all of a sudden it ends. And then you're like, oh, I'm not upset about that same thing that I was so upset about for 20 years. Now I don't feel upset about it anymore. And it's so nice when that happens. Yeah. And it clears up space for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. It clears up <laughs> more of your energy so you can focus on what you want or more clarity so you can pull in what you want or, you know, or just. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> yes. I told, I totally get that. It's so funny though. You know, it's like my little personality gets grumpy sometimes. It's like, oh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, just like, I don't want to do the work. I hate the work. I'm sick of the work. <laughs> Did I tell you? I know I've told you this in class, but do you know, I, can I tell your audience this? So, yeah. I, all right. So, when I first started teaching, I was totally, um, 
I was a little scared. I was like, I know I'm a flawed human being. And my students, I was just, what did they ask me these hard questions? And I had this period when I first started teaching where Jesus Christ, we had, I had like a very interesting a, a 180 with Jesus. Like when I first started, I was very, um, my, I was abused and, you know, like spiritually kind of, I would say it, there was a lot of abuse, Chris, you know, in, within the church, more from one of my parents, but within the church. And so I had this, I didn't hate Jesus, but I was like, you yeah. know, <laughs> and then I went to school, yeah. to psychic school. And I was like, oh yeah, they're calling on him, whatever. And then, mm -hmm. and then, which isn't a part of this story. And then it kind of kept going to the point where I was like, oh, I got out of my ego. I started seeing things. He came in and helped me out a couple of times. I was like, oh my gosh, he's amazing. And then I grew to this like place of love with him. So when I first started my, my, my teaching, Jesus was on my shoulder, just answering questions. And I had no, I'm getting the tickle in my throat now. Stuff yeah. is jumping in my throat. Um, but one day I was like, what if people ask Am I, you know, what do I do? Like, is it, what's the point of life? What if they ask me, what's the point of life? I don't know what the point of life, what is the point of life? And yeah. Jesus was like, well, I'm like, is it to be, um, you know, to be, oh, what, gosh, now what is the word? Uh, to be, you know, where it's an end point and now you're super evolved and special and, you know. Like enlightenment. I'll, what? like enlightenment enlightened thank you that was the word i was looking for yes is it to be enlightened and yeah. so jesus showed me this image of which fits perfectly with me with my parents being hippies and all this so he showed me this image of this beautiful bald guy in purple pants and a flowy white shirt meditating and then he showed me that guy's energy being capped mm. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he showed me his energy. It just kept moving up. And then he showed me God's energy and God's energy just kept moving up. And I was like, oh, so am I getting this? So that's how psychic work, you know, that's how psychic work works, right? You get symbols or images, and then you interpret it. And in his mm -hmm. case, I interpreted it to mean that Jesus was always growing and God was always growing. And that if you're enlightened, you're saying, I'm done growing now. And you cap yourself off at wherever you were. And he yeah. was like, yeah, that's about it. You're, you're always, so as much as we want to be like the work is done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're always going to be growing. It's just yeah. the trick is making the work fun, you know, so it's not, it doesn't have to be this horrible, dreary, miserable kind of existence sort of like drudgery. Yeah, we don't want that. We want it to be a good time. <laughs> yeah. And it's part of the programming around it as well. You know, like it's too hard or, you know, it's too much. And, um, yeah, so, <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so let's shift our conversation a little bit to, um, like this is really incredible work and it has supported me personally to um, get really grounded and clear on my own energy and Aww, thank, you. <laughs> thank you and um, live my life from, you know, um, and lots of ways. So the thing is, it's like, you know, we have this wonderful work and share it with others and, um, you know, support people and, offering any healings or whatever they're they're looking for um teaching them the, the the tools and making those available for people but how is this you know like my friend was asking me like 
are there demons? You know, are there really these negative spirits or is that just a metaphor for the ego? And so I want to ask you this question in regards to like what's unfolding on the world stage right now and human consciousness. And so this is like a, a, a yes, huge uh, yep, yep, yeah. yep. Yes, there are. There are very, very negative entities and they've been around for a very long time. So ultimately, if we pull way, way, way far back about what's been going on, um, is that humanity has been up leveling. Now, it doesn't look right now like humanity has up leveled. It looks like it's very fucked up. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Spiritual <laughs> teacher. Sure. Um, but uh, so, so basically what has happened, and again, this Jesus thing, but you're asking. So when he came down, he brought with him this very, very, very high frequency. And it's not mm -hmm. he, the man, it was this divinity that came through him. I mean, although wow. he, the man was amazing, but yeah. there was this, this energy that came onto the planet and that energy has been spreading and spreading and spreading and spreading. It's all, it's, you know, went to Europe and it went to Asia and it went to, to South America. And not that these people are all perfect. And one of the things that people always mistake about Christians is that, and not always, but a lot of times as they say, oh, they're not perfect. They're, they know they're not perfect. They're trying, but they're trying. That's a difference versus a lot of other people that are like, whatever, say drugs are rough and what they're not trying at all. You know, whereas yeah. those people are actually trying, which is, so whatever, this this energy of do unto others as you would have them do unto you and kindness. And, you know, we were under this thing of eye for eye justice before. Yeah. And then when he came, it changed. And um, eye for an eye justice is for people that don't know, eye for an eye justice is you stole my orange, so I get to chop off your hand. Mm -hmm. Eye for an eye yeah. justice as you looked at my wife. Now I got to pull out your eye. Super mm -hmm. unpleasant. So we don't have that anymore, right? We're chopping oh, out. So, so what's happened is that energy um, kind of started spreading throughout humanity. And it slowly, you know, how we treat women is totally different. How we teach, treat people that are sick and, you know, crippled is totally different. How it's a lot of stuff has really changed. We don't think it because we want it to be utopian, but it really has. So as that has metastasized the darkness that has always been in, been here. A lot of these dark spirits, now some people could say they're alien spirits and some of them aren't really from this place, but some of them are, you know, so there's a mix, right? So this, these elements that- cocktail party. Yeah. So these elements, <laughs> as humanity has been up-leveling, these elements don't want this. They've done everything they can to stamp it out and squish it out and kill Christians and feed them to lions and do all this stuff. They don't want it. And then they get in the church and utilize it and do different stuff, right? So, but as that up-leveling has happened, it's gotten to the point where all that darkness, they need to stamp it out and they need to destroy it once or for all, or humanity is just going to move past them. So we're kind of at this tipping point and it's been prophesized for a long time that this tip, Jesus said, it's going to come, <laughs> you know, yeah. where but humanity has a choice. You know, we've been here a couple mm -hmm. times before humanities. It's like every 27,000 years or something. Don't quote me on the exact dates. I'm not a number person. Yeah. yeah where well, the call you guys usually that period of total chaos and destruction. Mm -hmm. So we're almost like coming out of that, right? That was the dark ages. We got, we're pulled back at where thousands of years or nothing, right? We're pulled back mm -hmm. to that. But yeah. so we're at this tipping point of humanity and humanity is going to choose, you know, this kind of 
which side are we going to go? Are we going to choose darkness? Or are we going to choose non-darkness? You know, yeah. and um, and so the people, I think, the people that are controlling, you know, those dark entities, um, they have a huge influence on some pretty powerful people and they are trying to, that's why those people are so powerful is the dark entities can, they're get, they're attaching to people for hundreds of years. They have a big plan. They've had the plan for hundreds of years. They know exactly what they want. And so they've been trying to control things for a very long time to funnel humanity into this moment we're in right now. And then humanity is yeah. going to fall for it or not fall for it. And it's, um, it's there's still a physical aspect of it i think the dark side loses um in the end but what does that mean i don't know how long does it take for them to lose i don't know time is very nebulous when you you know i've seen um on the other side as a psychic i can go lots of places and i can go to the other side and i can see i i saw things looking pretty dire for a while and then i saw a big party where they were all partying they they won where we won we won <laughs> war it was almost like a war right um yeah. they're like but how long does that take to filter down to the physical i don't know you know it, it yeah. could take a long time um it's but, relative, right? yeah but that's the time yeah. we're in and on the other side of that is not necessarily the utopian society that but it's probably a lot closer to it than what we have right now you know what we have right now is not that and we've got a lot of weaponization against humanity that's happened and if you start studying propaganda and you start studying how you can control people you realize this has been happening for a very long time controlling yeah. people has been happening for a very long time and so um it would behooves us to learn how not to be how to get along as a society and you know there's there's always elements you need you need a certain set of rules you know you need because there's that 15 percent. there's people that that are narcissists or sociopaths that that are not going to be um you know that are not you know, that are going to be yeah they're going to be violent or whatever so those aren't going to make a happy society you know it's not like rules are a bad thing but you can certainly have something that is not um weaponized to the degree that's taking away spirituality and personal freedoms and uh goodness you know yes weaponizing and goodness empathy has been weaponized so they've taken what's happened is they've taken the christian kind of ethos and tried to strip away anything christian about it and then twisted it into this uh, oh, you should have compassion, but for the things we're telling, have compassion for darkness, have compassion for, you know, and then try to divide people. You know, that's the opposite of what that is. You know, everybody's equal to one to others as you would have them do to you. You know, it's not about dividing and conquering, which is a warfare tactic, right? But that's, I'm but sure. now they've utilized this compassion, which has grown yeah. in people and, and then utilized it for, for war, quote unquote, or for, for, pushing an agenda. I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, the propaganda machine and the appropriation of the image of Christ and the church um, to where, you know, it's almost the opposite, as you said, of what he was supposed to represent. And I was thinking of, um, I can't remember the name of the man um, or his experiment, unfortunately, but it's um, it's famous. It's about like, you know, putting like 10 people in the room and there's like four lines, A, B, C, D. 
and then everyone says which one they think is the longest and they're all instructed to pick the wrong line um, and they have one you know control where they're like why is everyone saying it's line b when clearly i can see it's line d is the longest and so um doing these experiments about peer pressure and so what happens when everyone says the same line even though it's not and how the percentage of people that will go along with it because they don't trust what they see when in compared to their counterparts yeah, and i would say that's almost one of the flaws of that's a big flaw it's a beauty and it's a flaw it's yeah. it's both humans are so beautiful in that respect right because there's a way to be an outlier um has its pros and cons too right so if you're you'll embrace being an outlier it also means you'll be embrace being an outcast there's yeah. a certain element of that that can happen and but those people can be really powerful they're the people that say the empire emperor has no clothes they're the people that um i'm thinking of a book and that's the name of the book now we both get that's the name of the book is running away from me but um <laughs> oh, but well, they were oh, it. it was outliers it was outliers by yeah. oh, that Malcolm, Malcolm McD whatever, yeah, McDowell or I think it's Gladwell. Maybe, Something. yeah, Gladwell. Yeah, yep, yep. There, there's that great story of the the guy Spitz, I think his name was, where basically he he's like working for he's running numbers and he's like, gosh, there's something wrong with this. You know, he's suspicious enough to see all these problems with this huge company, and mm -hmm. he discovered that they were they were taking it, bilking the American Americans for massive fraud, right? But he was suspicious enough; his mind was like looking for the jagged edges of things so he was automatically in that kind of outlier so he was able to see all that but but what goes with that was this this he, this he wasn't he was always looking for the, the problems right yeah. and so he, and then he was finding the problems but sometimes people like oh do I look fat in this outfit you know sometimes people no. I mean, not like that but sometimes people, <laughs> yeah. sometimes people say yeah. something in order to like you know sometimes okay. it's just like we're going along with it no honey you look lovely you know, yeah, yeah. sometimes there's a smoothing over that happens in order to get along with society as a group and to open door, you know, all of that. And that helps people get along as a group. And that's a beautiful thing, right? So this thing with humanity, like, do we, again, it's being weaponized right now. It was just weaponized during COVID. That's why understanding propaganda is so well, it's so important. But yeah. then it's always sick. It's always, I'm not, you know, it's a nuanced thing, right? You want to be able to see what's wrong, but you want to be able to get along with people too. And it, that's yeah. why that tool of neutrality is great. But um yeah 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 you want to be able to make your own decisions based on reality which is super important especially so you know a line at the supermarket who cares right but something yeah. like covid shots or something like that could really impact your life for a long time that's a different kind of thing right yeah. so 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 there's a time and a place for all of it but it's fascinating and there's still so much um i don't let's see what the word is um <laughs> maybe denial, um, just, you know, like what has come to fruition in regards to all the misinformation regarding vaccine injury, the deaths oh, around I know. people, well, people yeah. got propagandized too, and they yeah. bought in, it's like a cult. And then they keep like, notice they keep like throwing out part of what people do when they propaganda is then they, they put the propaganda on the opposite and say, they're the ones doing it. 
Um, but yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't have seniority over their mind. It's like they bought into an agenda and then they're just kind of walking with blinkers on, like, this is the agenda, you know, and it's very hard. That's why I think one of the best things people can do right now is just learn how to have seniority and how to process information and to understand propaganda. You know, if people understood this is what propaganda is, if they understood the mechanism, the mechanizations of what propaganda mm -hmm. looks like, and if they understood that that there really is dark people out there and they really can have an agenda because most people they are part of the propaganda is that that's all a lie right it's like yeah. that you know the best thing the devil could do is, is convince people he didn't exist they've been convincing people that none of that exists and if you say it does then you're a crazy person and then they've been propaganda that that's all cute and something to play with and dabble with and so that stuff is getting elevated but if but but that's all part of it so they're stuck to this idea that reality is something that it's not and it's it's if they can see the steps you know, I think there's this, there's books out there that talk about 5G, fifth generation warfare. And if you look at the steps, it's like in military manuals where they list, this is what you do during fifth generation warfare. You'll see everything during COVID was exactly fifth generation warfare. Um, fifth generation warfare and um, is, is this after the nuclear It's information mm -hmm. wars because that's where we're at. All right. So I think nuclear war was third or fourth generation, right? And so the step after that is like, well, either we to totally annihilate each other with nuclear war, or we use fifth generation warfare, which is information warfare, psychological warfare, to get what we want. Because ultimately during war, people are usually trying to get something, whether it's whether it's services or whether it's, you know, food or water or, you know, we usually think, oh, war is just land. But no, war was resources. War was, oh, we want that land for this resource. And so fifth generation warfare is about all of that. And it's about kind of mind controlling a society changing how they approach, you know, approach certain things in order to get what it is that you want. And so during that, during, we've all been, we've all just experienced a huge psyop. So if you can kind of go, oh, this is what the generation warfare is, this is what is being done. And yeah. then you're going to have a better sense of seeing it next time because um, I mean, it's still yeah. happening. It's happening all the time. But this is so over. I mean, I can imagine just listening to you and, and not having, you know, the training, <laughs> the training that I've had for years and years, you know, beyond the intuitive training, but just my own spiritual practices, like this could be overwhelming for a person to even begin to acknowledge or see, um, because it's like, it's like a level of consciousness, uh, of human consciousness, like just hearing you talking, I'm like, that is very stuck in tribalism and um, possession and power. And so I'm curious to know if you see this like as part of like a necessary step in our progression and evolution of consciousness as a whole, um, or like how how do you <laughs> how do you make peace with this yourself? I guess you you I'm I would say ask me the question in a different way so I understand how to yeah. answer it. I'm sorry, I said a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just saying that, um, that, you know, looking at the stage of the world, there's 
everything that you just explained about propaganda and information wars. Um, but it's like, how do you see this in in the um, progression of our human evolution? Do you think this is just a, a necessary step there that we have to get absolutely, through? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, humanity is been, they have to choose. Are we sovereign beings on a spiritual journey? Yeah. And are we in charge of our own spiritual journey and our karma and all of that? Or are we gonna be slaves? You know, are we gonna be slaves, right? It's like, yeah. are we, you know, I mean, ultimately it's about, you know, oh, I want other people to control my thoughts and decisions, or do you want to control your thoughts and decisions? You know, so yeah. I think to getting to a place where you're like, I take responsibility for my life is a huge part of, of up-leveling in terms of spiritual growth. It's huge. It's very, very, and very that, you, that it's available and that you can. And what yeah, does that mean? but to your first part about it being overwhelming, hell yeah, it's overwhelming, you know, and it's meant to be, but, um, not not by us, but by them, right? But so is what yeah. they're doing. That's overwhelming too. I mean, that's pretty darn, that was overwhelming to the point where a lot of people made really bad decisions. So um, learning, that's why it's like, I thought that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is I feel like having those tools to just protect your space, start to clear out your mind, to release stress, to ground, mm -hmm. to all of those tools are the mm -hmm. most important things yeah. you can do. It always starts with the beginning. It's, you know, so many people are like, I'm going to write and I'm going to protest and I'm going to do this crazy stuff out in the world. They don't even know what's going on, but they want it different. And that's beautiful yeah. impulse. Yeah. But I think unless you, A, know what's going on, you know, like, you know, or be just try to get control of yourself, get control yeah. of your thoughts, get control of your field. That way yeah. you can, you can come to that way you have a little bit more clarity. A, when you do decide to make some external moves, but that way you can handle things and not be overwhelmed. You know, what if you were this amazing person that had, was charismatic and had all this stuff and you A, did know what was going on and you got out into the world. And then all of a sudden you got overwhelmed by all of this stuff. And it, it was a lot, it hit you like a ton of bricks, having yeah. some kind of inner guidance system and a way to manage all of that, that can keep you on such a beautiful path so um I think that's like that's why it's like you start there you always start there you know and then I think the yeah. next thing is also understanding you know just sticking to that spiritual connection with God that's the hugest huge and there's so many ways to do it you know like the way I teach people is through I don't have a religion I'm not a guru yeah. I'm not a god I'm not you know yeah yeah, yeah. my way is the right way I don't believe yeah. that but I do I give I teach people a, a system in which they can access their psychic awareness so that they can have their own connection to God and then yeah. they get their own information through that which is pretty yeah. nuanced and a lot of times people come to pretty similar conclusions that I did but nevertheless it's they're gonna I'm not telling them what conclusions to draw they're coming to it so that's one method you know there's lots of methods yeah. but if they're really connecting up to the divine, like you notice they're, that's, they're trying to strip that, you know, that's going to be one of the next thing they're trying to strip. And also love, 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 love. <laughs> they are trying to just look at society and people are going to be like, who's the they, Kavana? you know, there's, I don't know, there's lots of words for them, you know, but, but notice the propaganda, you know, all the media says the same thing, the movies, yeah. the TV shows, the, the, they're trying to, they won't have romances on. Remember how it used to be romances were all, half of the movies it seemed like they're barely at all anymore 
it's like they're they're just notice that they're trying to divide and conquer and put humanity into lots of little subgroups with lots of little names and deny reality and and all of that and um there's, there's so many like you know it's like um people responding to an anger you know of the level of insanity which just creates almost proliferates it and it's like I can't personally operate inside a system that is meant to distract me. Not that I'm denying that system. I just see that it's um, like for me to get angry because, you know, of somebody's politics or somebody's reaction um, isn't the best investment of my energy at no. this time. You know what I mean? No, no. I mean, anger is a beautiful emotion if it's pushing you towards changing something. But if you're getting angry over some what somebody said on Facebook or you're getting angry over a non- over some kind of propaganda, that's why I like understanding the propaganda or understanding even the end goal. What are these people's yeah. end goal? Because once you see the end goal, then you see the propaganda and everything. You go, oh, look, it's usually, and you see the anti-love propaganda, you know, because that's where those dark spirits you ask. That's, there's anti-love because love is going to yeah. help love. When you have enough love, those guys can have less effect on you, right? So notice the movies and the TV. It's more in the movies, but in TV, but Netflix yeah. is fabulous. You just look at it and you're like, oh, look, this is, you know, hatred of different colors, or this is hatred of, this is anti-love between men and women, anti-love between parents and their kids, anti-love between, and it doesn't, they don't say that. Like I oh. watched this Black Mirror episode the other day. And oh, good for you. You're, you, I, you have greater, um, courage than I do. <laughs> Go ahead. I've never seen one. And somebody said it was a good show. But you know, it was, it's, I was like, oh, this is what it's about. And there was this. But it's like at first it was like the cute little mom, you know, from Ireland and the guy. Anyway, she turns out to be this axe murdering serial killer. Right. But I'd be like, oh, here's the wedge between the between the mother and child and uh, and different different age groups. Right. It's, it's yeah. it would be one thing if it was just a one off but you see it hitting them over and over and over, and over again yeah. right and so it's like you start seeing oh this is where the division is this is where this this it didn't and if you go back 20 30 years you'll see a lot less of it but you can see oh this is what they were pushing then and then you see that in the movies and right now you'll see what they're pushing now and it's always an agenda for an end yeah. goal you know this sort of dehumanization trend you know. yeah it's um and it's it's so normalized you know i i accidentally watched a documentary on Sinead o'connor and our time's almost run out running out so okay um, <laughs> um Sinead o'connor and um i never knew her story but um oh my gosh you know she wrote um a biography about her life and the extreme abuse that she suffered from her mother who she says was possessed by the devil <laughs> because she was trying to stomp uh, stomp her out with her foot, you know, her womb. And so when she tore that picture up, that was like this big controversy on SNL. She tore the picture of the Pope. Um, that was actually her mother's picture. And um, she she said, you know, everyone in Ireland knew about the abuses of the church way before America did. And so um, when I was she ripping tore up, up that, the Pope. 
Yeah, and SNL, it was like this. Oh, no, no, I, mean, I didn't know that, but it's, well, that's, I find that very interesting because the Pope is actually, there, you know, he's, there's yeah. some weird stuff with some of the, I mean, I don't know which Pope was there then, but um, some of the gosh, Pope. It was it was in the 80s, but I mean, that derailed her career and she was um, so aggressively hated for that. But she says, you know what? That was my job. I am a I'm a protest singer. I've always been a protest singer and I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, but um, yeah, so then recently she and had notice how it a, derailed her career right so she spoke yeah. and that's not the truth the pope is interesting because there i don't I, we don't have time to get into the whole pope. but yeah so it's right you know because it was certainly not they're happy to if you look at the how the media yeah. treats christians they're happy to have this sort of satanic baphomet I mean, it's very satanic, a lot of those videos. They're happy to do that. But when it comes to the, the flip side, they do everything they can to keep Christians down. So it, that tells you something, right? That she did her protest yeah. against against the Pope, but they didn't like it. And they, they derailed her career. Yeah, she's an incredible woman. Um, she she suffered a lot. I mean, she, she is a product of her trauma, you know, with her mental health and, um, you know, she ended up having to have a major hysterectomy. And so <laughs> she was saying that was so triggering because that was her mom winning, you know, and it wasn't really her mom. It was her own trauma throughout the generations. And so what I'm saying is this trauma um, is kind of a tool to keep people so disconnected and so much pain yeah. and so much yeah absolutely no weaponized trauma is huge and you'll notice a lot of their they're trying and they've tried for a long time to keep people in trauma when people are yeah. fearful that's why i love understanding propaganda because to understand propaganda you got to understand fear you got to understand psychology so when people are in fear they're very single focus it's like they've got blinders on right and so yeah, you trigger their available. fears and then you can kind mm -hmm. of move the move the masses into a direction that you want and um you yeah. can now all those fears we all have had horrible experiences right so the one of the steps out of that is utilizing those fears in order to heal yourself and go oh i'm going to heal this and then you can you can you can teach other people how to how you got out of it or you can use that yeah. for, or you can use that for so many different things uh, but but um everybody has trauma. It's just, how do you use yeah. it? Are you going to use it or is it going to use you? So yeah. that's going to continue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definite. Yeah. It was, it was just a really powerful story that just showed up in my awareness. I mean, it's not like I'm sitting around watching Sinead O'Connor um, <laughs> stories, but I was just like, oh my God, it was such a moving story. Um, so um, yes. So um, yeah, and really, you know, it's that frequency of fear. Like, it is a frequency. That it's very much a frequency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm being called to, like, to um, a really obvious one right now is is uh, after the Iraq war uh, or during the Iraq war for a couple years after 9-11, they would have these fear charts. And, and, and now it's funny when we look back on it, right? They're like, oh, and we're at red today. We're at orange. We're at yellow. Oh, no. High alert. High alert. But they were trying to keep people in that state of fear so that the people could all go along with the war. So oh, is this, um, was this the, the how would they rate 
the terrorist uh, yes the terrorist threats. threats were all so you would rate it high and then everybody would be out at lunch or whatever they're like looking at everybody's purses like oh no are we gonna get blown up anything but they were doing that on purpose to keep the populace in a state of fear so that the people so that they could they could kind of swing them into their directions you know so so um yeah all of that so i think people the beauty also about right now is they're starting to speak out they're starting to speak up they're starting to and and if we can make you know lemonade out of lemons with this horrible COVID situation is hopefully a lot of people do decide to take a look at propaganda and hopefully a lot of people do decide like oh never again like i'm gonna i i you know fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me you know, and kind of hopefully enough people are like oh I'm not going to get busted by that again. I'm not going to be controlled by my fear again. Hopefully, hopefully my, my, my dream is for those people to go, wow, I was really controlled by my fear. I'm going to learn a method to manage my fear and go find a psychic school or go find a therapist or go find uh, cool. something, something. Yeah. So I'm not going to be controlled by that. Yeah. Just understand what are fears? You know, there's social fears, there's fear of death, there's fear of ostracism. There's like a lot of different fears. You break that stuff down and you're, you'll know, ooh, this person's poking this button. Is yeah. this a real button? Do I even care about this button instead of just acting on automatic pilot, which is how most people act? And unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kavana. That sums up our interview. Thank you so much for spending your time and being here and sharing your insights and wisdom with our audience. I'm sure people will. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Welcome. I will put all of your um, contact information in the um, description of Great. the podcast. Send you a, a link when we're all done. Um, um, when I'm all done publishing the, the episode. Yeah. Thank you. All right.